Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of Friend Code. I'm your host, Michael Damiani. I'm joined now by Michael Huber. Yo! After an intense Doom play session. Yo, check that archive, <laughs> check that archive, viewers. Doom Eternal, Ancient Gods. First level was like 90 minutes of just <laughs> pure insanity. So intense. I saw a shark. I saw you had to like respect the shark. <laughs> Yeah. see the shark kill <laughs> well because i know like if i'm a viewer if i'm chat i want to see what the shark does i want to see the shark like kill the player so i just sacrifice myself tom, for, tom, the, tom, for tom, the good tom, of tom. chat for the good of chat well we will be talking about uh is nintendo doing it for the good of the consumers um we're gonna start off here with a, a topic it's become it's something that has been documented for the last few years i think with nintendo it dates back to the to the wii u when totally. online updates became commonplace with the nintendo the wii u 3ds uh and leading into switch and mm -hmm. uh, of course it came to a head again with the recent release of mario golf super rush um and that is is nintendo getting in the habit of releasing a decent amount of their software as content incomplete and uh, Huber, I know mm -hmm. we played a little bit of Mario Golf, but like when I was doing the the, the research of the games yeah. that were being accused of, like like consumers saying Nintendo, you released this content in incomplete. Uh, some people cite Arms as like one of the first examples, where it's just lacking. In yeah. I'm talking about lacking in content here. Yeah, the game fundamentally might be sound mechanically, but there's just not a lot to do in there. And people cite Arms as one of the first ones that did this and tried yeah. to buffer it with like free updates or updates later. Mm -hmm. And I know you you played that one and how you felt yeah. about it. Totally. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I reviewed Arms. Weirdly, one of the rare Nintendo Huber reviews. Yeah. Um. And I remember it feeling a little bare bones. Um, I think I reviewed Mario Tennis back in the day as well. Um, yeah, and the that, that that one felt bare bones. Yeah, and then and then now with Mario Golf, obviously. Um, go ahead. I was gonna say uh, another big one, Huber. Uh, I want to ask you about this one. Is Super Mario Party? That comes yeah, up. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Super Mario Party is another one. I knew I was forgetting one. Yeah, Super yeah. Mario Party is a big one. Full Absurd. price game with, you yeah. know, people say it had, like it just came with like barely any content compared to its predecessors and lackluster online. Only mini yes. game stuff at, at the gate. And yeah, it took absurd. two and a half years for that update. Like, how does that? Yeah, like, yeah, that's absurd that because for that, no, that one specifically is unacceptable because they were they promised post-launch support. Uh, they, I remember, they vocally said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna continue to uh, to update this in the coming months or whatever, like after release," and it just never happened. I mean, you know, two and a half years later, it's like, what is even the point? At this point, it seems unnecessary. And, and, and now we know why it's even getting this update is because they announced a new Mario Party that's getting exactly. all the stuff. Like the online function. Also getting, remember, we tried to play it. We forgot. Joy-Cons only, but the new one's going to forego mm. that stuff. They're, they're like, oh, yeah. we, we understand. So, I yeah, this, yeah, it's been going on. Another one, a Kirby Star Allies. I, I wasn't, I'm not really into Kirby, but I remember even Blood mentioning stuff about it that it just... Had a general lack of content at launch, and yeah. Kirby games apparently just known for having so many modes, such meaty like campaigns that like feel satisfying, and 
Nintendo, so Nintendo might have been doing this stuff, Huber, I feel like, for a while, but, uh, like, even, like, in some of their earlier games, like Splatoon, Super Mario Maker, but to me, mm-hmm. old, the old, like, the first few games they were trying these updates with, and even to this yeah. day, games they do it with, like, like, even Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, they're doing, like, these season passes, you gotta pay for them, they're not even free, but, like, yeah. the base game feels very content complete, but mm-hmm. Mario Golf, it seemed like... It had all the right things going for it, and man, this 180 at launch is so shocking to someone complete. like me. Complete, yeah, complete 180. They um, got Camelot. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean Damiani, we played for two hours, and you know it. We didn't see everything, but boy, did it feel like we saw everything in just. Two hours? One little session? I know there's an entire campaign mode that we didn't do. And I'm just going with the word of mouth. You know, I I haven't played it myself, so I don't have my own opinions on it. But from what I've Mm -hmm. heard, it's brief. Yeah. You know, you can go through this in like two sittings probably. And it's just okay. Um, I haven't heard anyone raving about, you know, the the Mario Golf campaign that is a must-play. You know, I have not heard that. Uh, But even... Even the, the battle rush mode, you know, that was just so hyped up, it it just felt kind of empty. I was expecting more. I don't know what I was expecting, but there's just not a lot of shenanigans. And something just feels missing, Damiani. I can't quite put my finger on it. But weirdly, the other battle mode that we ended on... That was like, oh, yo, yeah. first one to score three, three, three yeah. holes. That whole mode feels tacked on, but at the end of the day, like that was some of the most fun the group was having with that mode. So it feels maybe like if they did a hybrid of the two battle modes, like you have that one where it's like, yo, first one to sink them in the holes, but then also you're like running in. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It just felt, yeah, it felt like we we pretty much got what we needed out of it or like what we were going to get out of it. Like I have no desire to really go back to Mario golf. That's not, you know, that's not a good sign. Whereas, uh, whereas something with smash and Mario party, like you, you knock on my door and you <laughs> ask me to play. And I say, yep, <laughs> like anytime down, but uh, Mario golf, like I'm, I'm good. That's a, that's a good point. Um, because well, one about like we were enjoying it, you all were enjoying it playing a multiplayer, but that was local multiplayer, which you know yeah, it which still is offers. Be the best. But I mean, there's still a good amount of people out there who are reviewing it, who are saying the online. Once again, it's not up to snuff that <laughs> it, it's you know Nintendo typical online, so you can't count on that. Um, but the free update path. This is one of the games yeah. that promised New Donk City course. Not there nice. at launch. <sighs> do you like? Do you think? Do you think people just tune out by the time those updates are coming for some of these games? That like that's even a month is too long, man. You got these should be day one or like we gotta have these out every week. Considering you know like games like you know you're just playing it today like Fortnite where obviously they have a bigger team and decade, but like if you want to keep people interested in your game, you either gotta go game as a service or you know that type of route. And Nintendo really doesn't do that with anything. Except maybe like, like even Smash Brothers, but I think Smash Brothers is a special beast with its updates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you think this like approach is really works for anyone? Even if it's not Nintendo, does it work for anyone really? I I don't think it works for Nintendo. They're not good at this. They're not good at free post-launch updates. They have yet to change my mind on 
that. Uh, I will say they should just stick to, to paid DLC and, and story stuff. Like, again, Smash? Paid, paid DLC characters. We want that. We will show up and pay for that. Hyrule, or uh, Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. you know? That whole lights, the motorcycle and all that DLC. Like, that's meaningful. That's stuff we're going to show up for. For Mario Golf, I think holding back a course or even, like, developing it now after the fact, I don't think one course would have made a difference at launch. To me, this is just a way for them to drum up more interest as, you know, as a month goes by. It's like a calculated marketing ploy where in a month from now, when everyone's forgotten about Mario Golf, they can be like, yo... Here's some nostalgia. We're Nintendo. New Donk City. Oh, New Donk City. That looks cool. Like, let's all hop in and play it. And it's like, yo, it's just a course. It's not going to fundamentally change or add to this game, really. It's not enough. It's just a drop in the bucket. I mean, yeah. There's some, like, it looks cool, but, like, is, yeah, one course being enough. And there's so many cool ideas they could have done. It's just <laughs> a little bit of a bummer. Um, I if got they had, some... oh, good. Real quickly, like, obviously with the pandemic and everything. Development is in hell right now. Yeah. Uh, Fair point. But I'm all about roadmaps, you know? If I'm if I'm a Mario Golf player and I want to feel, like, secure in my investment, a nice little roadmap of the coming months, even if it's just like, yo, this year, you don't have to be specific, but even if it's like, yo, this year, adding a course, adding, you know, adding maybe characters or modes, knowing that... As a player, as a consumer, knowing what's on the horizon makes it a little easier for me to want to invest and to stick around knowing what's going to come. But this sporadic, just kind of up in the air, like, oh, we have one one course coming, like, that's, that's not going to be enough for me yeah. to want to invest and to stick around. You're right. I think they're just too ambiguous. You know, they, they yeah. have, a, have a more concise message if they want to even have a hope of working. Yeah. Um, I have some patron questions about specifics, uh, how we feel about these Great. approaches with Nintendo. First one comes from Michael Phone. Uh, hey, allies, despite complaints of Mario Golf being unfinished, Mario Golf Super Rush has more holes than any previous Mario Golf other than the 3DS game. Uh, I have not fact-checked that. Uh, I'm going to let you in the comments do the fact-checking. Have fun with that. Uh, mm-hmm. My question, though, is this. Do you think the games are unfinished, like Mario Golf Super Rush? Uh or does knowing more content is coming give off a placebo effect of a game being unfinished? So does the knowledge that they're doing free updates amplify that kind of like that, that feeling of like, man, this game is lacking in content? You know, how do you feel about that? It's a tricky question. It, you know, we have no way of knowing. But it's like, the thing with Nintendo games is they're usually like, really good you know they make good video games like mario golf this is not a bad video game this is fundamentally sound it might be a little like basic for some players and a little bare bones but it's just this balance of like you know are we going the ubisoft content over quality or are we going quality over content and like finding that middle ground is key and i don't think nintendo's quite found it I think something like Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild, these big efforts, have the quality and the quantity. But like even something like Pokemon, dude, just 
feels safe, you know, the word of mouth, everyone was like, yo, this is just such a safe game, they're not taking risks, like, the best thing to me about Mario and Zelda at the end of the day is, is innovation and nostalgia and quality and a good amount of content, you know, it's just hitting all those boxes, and for a lot of these Nintendo releases, Damiani, just speaking for myself, they just feel safe. They feel like they're riding the coattails of the legacy and they're going to sell. They're going to sell regardless. Like That's a good the, point. At the end of the day, until the sales stop, yeah. why change? Why it, yeah. add more? Why spend more Absolutely. if you're going to sell the same amount? It's like my dad always says, like, yo, Disneyland tickets, until people stop going, they're going to keep raising the prices, period. Like, it is what it is. It's basic consumerism. And Nintendo just takes advantage of that, I feel like. Whether intentionally or unintentionally, you know? Whether there's some maliciousness, that's not, I don't know. You know? That that can be your whole view if you want that. I just feel like they aren't pushed. And and the whole, they're, they're playing their own game, like we always talk about. Sony PC and Microsoft over here. Nintendo just selling games over here. It's funny because you mentioned, you know, games like Breath of the Wild or even, you know, a Pokemon. And even like like Pokemon playing it safe, but like a Breath of the Wild, it's so hard to look at Breath of the Wild, see that it was like a a full price game, and then look at something like Mario Golf, Super Rush, and like, why are you paying the same price? I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah, that's great, man. I I feel like if, 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 like something like <laughs> a, like Mario Tennis Aces, if yeah. Mario Golf Super Rush were like thirty nine ninety nine, there'd be a little less blowback. There still totally. would be people would be upset about the lack of content, but yeah, totally, totally less blowback, dude. I, yeah, I don't yeah. always like to get It'd into like be, price stuff, but like value yeah. proposition here, I think definitely comes into play. I think so too. I don't like to get into prices too. We live in a Game Pass free to play era now, but. The, yeah, comparing it to their own first-party releases, yeah. something doesn't add up here. Yeah, you know, it, and it's yeah. just and that that is further with my my previous point, just riding the name, riding the Mario name, riding the Nintendo name. Mario and Nintendo equal sixty dollars regardless. That's how they see it. Yeah, they they their pricing thing. We've gone into it before. Nintendo has yeah. a very unique pricing yeah. scheme that they use and. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people would wish they'd be a little bit yeah. more flexible and uh, reasonable, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's what they, it's what they it's what they do and stuff. They they make these yeah. decisions because they believe it is in their best interest. Uh, real quick, Tommyani, I'd like to bring up a game that I missed the first time around, well, oh. in its entirety because I was playing Resident Evil Three Remake, and that's Animal Crossing. Oh yeah, this from the outside looking in. Seems like it had a lot of content and a lot of post-launch support. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some of the allies like it more than others. I unfortunately haven't played it. Uh, but what do you think about the the support on that one? Because that seemed like oh, yeah. a good example I of put it. Yeah, when I, like I think my playtime on it, I haven't touched it forever. I gave I dropped it pretty early compared yeah. to some of the other allies. But I think as like sixty five hours is what I put into Damn, it. Which is still yeah. a lot. And Good I, I, at least at least a majority of that, at least forty of those hours, was just getting to the credits, and nice. and, and that's like any game that takes forty hours is 
pretty content rich, if you want to call it totally, that way. Totally, And they did have... And a, I saw they had those events and stuff. Yeah. They might not have been the best events, but they did have a robot. They're doing updates. I think the criticism mm-hmm. now is that it's kind of like died off. It's like been yeah. radio silence. Even though they recently got Doug... Someone pulled Doug Bowser aside and they're like, yeah, we still got updates planned for it. It's just this is Nintendo. Like with their communication, they like yeah. it took someone grabbing Doug Bowser to come like up on an aside interview to be like, oh yeah, <laughs> they're still gonna update it. No specifics whatsoever, but you can count on us. And it's like, yeah, that game is like gonna be your best selling game of all time. Where like same thing as mind boggling as you said with Super Mario Party, like best selling Mario Party. Like what are you doing, guys? What what, what like you should. You want to? I don't know. I think, as you said, they keep selling though. That's the thing. And they're like, "Do we yeah. really need to push this hard if no. it keeps selling?" Uh, I, and it's I, the classic, yeah. you know, the 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 GTA or, or finish, finish really quick. What, what were you gonna say? No, that, I mean that was pretty much it. The point. Um, the whole GTA news that GTA Six is going to be in twenty twenty five, and then people were comparing it to, um, Mario Kart. And it's like, yo, if Mario Kart 8 keeps selling, why make 9? If people are playing and spending money in GTA Online, why spend hundreds of millions of dollars and risk your credibility if it's a good or bad game when people are spending money in online? Like, it's just the way it exactly. is. Exactly. I think <laughs> the, 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 the real truth of that is Rockstar and probably Nintendo. I mean, definitely Nintendo because it's their own system. But Rockstar probably gets privileged information from console manufacturers and the PC platforms, the storefronts about mm-hmm. their, like how much you're driving, uh, especially the console manufacturers, how much you're driving sales. It's like yeah. you, we're seeing this like drive console sales. I think once it falls below a threshold, they might, you know, some companies might put pressure on, hey, we could use a new, like even just the, the PS5 release didn't do enough for GTA 5. Can you like make like a gta 6 or something or make an online 2.0 like i I don't know if that's really what it takes but i feel like a combination of like they're raking in so much money it's like it's gonna take a lot of pressure from a lot of places i think to say hey it's now time because why as you said you made like why burns through so much money so many man hours to like make a new game when like it might sell worse it might stop the momentum yep. of the previous yep. game. It's <laughs> there's so much risk. It's like that's why so, so many people risk. are saying some of these games should just become platforms. Like Grand Theft Auto should just that's yeah. some of the rumors that Six is just gonna announce it's a not Six, it's a platform. It's gonna be called Grand Theft Auto, yeah. and that's it. We're just gonna keep updating this one version of the game forever. People mm-hmm. are with, like said that they should just do that for Super Mario Party. In fact, they should just do it for Mario Kart, and people have even suggested it for Smash Brothers, which they're not yeah. doing. But like, there are certain game franchises I think that could just move up to the platform phase and just say, "Here is the core version. It will be patched and updated to like the end of time, pretty much." Yeah, yeah. new era, dude. Twenty twenty one gaming, Damiani. <laughs> Wild. So, this next question from Kristen, we kind of uh, covered a little bit about this, but I think they want us to get a little bit more in detail. So, while the Great. Mario Golf situation isn't as bad as something like Cyberpunk or No Man's Sky, it's Absolutely. still something nobody should do. Companies need to learn that first impressions are everything, and releasing an unfinished product or a product lacking content for that matter is not the right way to go. No Man's Sky did eventually bounce back. And I guess the tiny positive takeaway from the Mario Golf situation is that the confirmed future updates will be free. However, the damage also, did, sorry, 
However, the damage is already done for these two titles. Do you believe some game companies need to stop pay, uh, playing the redemption content card post-launch yes. and instead oh, yeah. have enough of a hearty amount of content for the initial release? Of course, releasing legit DLC down the road counts. Yeah. Love and respect. Um, yeah, absolutely. This trend needs to stop, and I think people are against it. You know, there's just a couple outliers. No Man's Sky, like, kind of started this whole thing. That's its own weird case. And of course, Cyberpunk was one of the most hyped video games of all time, coming off one of the greatest video games of all time, The Witcher 3. So they get... That's that's its whole other issue. Um, yeah. Like, un, just unacceptable, you know? Just make sure your game works and make sure, like, the value is there. And also, the empty promises. Weaponizing Damiani. Weaponizing free DLC because Weaponizing, you can huh? yeah because you can you can be like hey everyone come on into Mario Golf every everything you know $60 at the door everything else down the line is going to be free oh yeah okay you know I'm in and then oh man there's going to be courses modes a year goes by you get a course and a character maybe you know like Leaning into mean. that, okay. yeah, leaning into that pre-release and even at launch of being like, all oh, the DLC is going to be free. Be specific. I thought be you meant. More spe- I thought you meant yeah. weaponizing fans who rush to defend this type of practice because they do say, mm. look, instead of having to pay for all these DLC mm. updates, it's all free. So that yeah. sixty dollars, it's really covering all this stuff. So, but at the same point, is that acceptable? Because that means that stuff. In that argument, that means it should have been part. That's part of the six dollars for the game you paid. Like, mm-hmm. why would you like accept them taking that much longer after launch? Like, shouldn't that all be at launch then? If you're going to use that argument, that logic, like that's yeah. why it's paid DLC down the line because exactly the game you paid for should be complete. After. Yeah, this is stuff we didn't was arguably wasn't going to be in the original game to begin with. We just want to support totally. the game more. Totally. I saw someone make uh, a food metaphor about this practice. It's like. Uh, buying, uh, was it buying a pizza? Sorry, I forgot their name. Buying a pizza, and then when you get there, like you sit down to eat, and they only give you like a third of the pizza and say, Come back in two weeks, we'll give you another third. Come back in two oh more weeks, God. we'll give you the yeah. rest of it. I mean, it's like a little not one to one, but like that's the thing we talked about earlier that like, are people really going to come back mm-hmm. if they don't enjoy the core experience? Yeah. I don't think it's an, I don't think the strategy necessarily is going to like pay off for a lot of, yeah. like, for a lot of these titles, honestly. I don't know what, I don't know if I'm trying to make a point Damiani, but I bring up two other games that were kind of in a similar situation. I think of outriders. Okay. Kind of, kind of the inverse outriders launched, with a ton of content and they never said their game was a game as a service but everyone just you know assumed was like obsessed with that and assumed and then when like post-launch stuff just didn't really happen everyone was like what the hell and kind of like bailed out so it like launched complete i feel like but then avengers had a pretty (laughs) cool campaign you know like, even, even before I dove into the multiplayer, like, finishing that campaign, I was like, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling fulfilled here, Damiani. I'm feeling fulfilled. The credits rolled, and I was like, yo, I just beat a cool video game. Like, you know? And then, of course, there's the online and that whole other side of it, but it's like, what 
is enough? What amount of content? There is no... I feel like there's no magic formula here. It's like just this gut feeling. Yeah. I don't know. It it seems like... I don't envy game development. It seems like it would be hard to be like... Seems like yeah, and like people saying you should be oh they should be flexible they should jump on outriders they should have j- recognized what they had and jumped on it. it's like yeah is that like, really that, that easy to flip that switch it's like it's a certain yeah. development team like you can't yeah how does that like I think logistically that's not as simple as people make it out to be yeah also you bring up Avengers man it's like I also hope some of these developers realize it's not it's not the fact that it was only a game as a service that like oh we didn't like it because. It was a game as a service. So mm-hmm. that's why we're making Guardians a single-player game. And it's like it have none of this other stuff. It's just going to be single-player focused. It's like that's not going to – that's not necessarily the, what was the root of the problem. Like if Guardians is not fun to play, it doesn't matter if you made it single-player or a game as a service. Like it has to be a good game at its core. So exactly. I hope these companies don't get so wrapped up in that debate about game as a service, single-player, that they forget mm-hmm. to actually ma- start by making a good game first. Like you yeah. got to start with that before you worry about this and- other stuff. And at least with Avengers, like, production values, you know, that's a big budget game. You're smelling it. You're feeling it, you know? Whereas Mario Golf, like, content-wise, bare bones, but also just like, yo, you're not even pushing technology at all. Your game looks pretty dated. Like, obviously it looks like Mario, which is cool, but it's like, at least if you're going to give me a small unfinished game i use that term loosely at least like push the boundaries somewhere else yeah let me <laughs> let me ask you this last question from uh, level uh, capybara uh, about is this intentional or not to keep people talking about the game <laughs> longer could shipping incomplete games at launch be a strategy for companies like nintendo rather than an oversight in a crowded and accelerating games market even triple a titles like mario golf i don't know if i consider mario golf a triple a title need to fight to keep players engaged and maintain relevance from nintendo's perspective it might almost seem prudent to not ship a game with all of its features intact at the outset so that players have a reason to keep talking about the game months or even years after its release. For the record, I feel like this kind of strategy would be a bug, not a feature, but do you think it might legitimately be a consideration for Nintendo or other AAA players? Absolutely. The short time gap between that first course, for sure. God, I cannot think of an example, but this just happened where it was like couple weeks after launch, like, here's some DLC, you know, a new map or something, and it's just like, yes, you know, I'm sure maybe they're putting the finishing touches on it, but it definitely always feels like they have something quick to release shortly after launch to drum up interest again. Um, You know what a a big moment will be, Damiani, is if this Switch Pro is real, and... Looking at smart delivery and and these PS5 upgrades, Damiani, okay, is Nintendo... Where is Nintendo going to land on that? Because that's going to be more Uh. ammo in the tank for or against their business practices. If you can just pop in your cartridge or download it and it's smart delivery style, okay, Switch Pro takes advantage. Or if they're going to charge you. Are they going to charge you to, so, to upgrade yeah. your game, you no, know? No, oh, yeah. Breath of the Wild 1, <laughs> Breath of the Wild uh, Switch Pro enhancements. Fans you know? right now are actually, like, 
It's just assuming <laughs> that these older games are going to get free patches to run better. Yeah. But you're As right. They, they, should. they They might charge, like, here's $10 surplus. Like, here's the upgrade pass, whatever they're going to call it. Like, if you're a Breath of the Wild owner on Switch or Switch Lite uh, and you'd like to play with the... Uh, You'd like to take advantage of the Switch Pro. You can bring the game on a Switch Pro, but like it's just going to run at base level. But if you want the enhancement patch to be applied, it's like four ninety nine or something, or yeah. nine ninety nine. Like, which could see it. I, could I see think it. that would generate a lot of like that will get a lot of backlash. Whether or not or Nintendo can weather it, we'll see. Something even more insane, Damiani. Like they just have a Switch Pro version of Breath of the Wild for oh. sixty bucks, and then if you Don't own think Breath doing of the that. Wild. You get like a disc. <laughs> you get it for thirty or twenty, I like an upgrade. Don't think they're gonna do that. <laughs> I, I honest, I do think <laughs> if there are any patches to older games, Nintendo actually will make them free. Um, yeah, I don't. Just I, don't I just don't expect a lot of games, older games, to get this. I think a very select few games will get uh, a Switch Pro patch, if anything. Uh, and then they would just be focused on the future releases being optimized. Nothing, you know, they're not going to make yeah. the entire back catalog. I mean, that'd be fantastic, yeah. but I don't think that's going to happen. Because it just leads me into a bigger point, Damiani, of like, when do we stop giving Nintendo the benefit of the doubt all the time, you know? And it's like, we have, I feel like, in the last couple of years, obviously, we're like, we need that Switch Pro, what's up? Um, but it's just, you know... The, the crummy online, like, no achievements. The back catalog being restrictive and, like, virtual console and, like, having to rebuy things all the time. It's like, these things just keep adding up and form an opinion in our minds of, like, what is acceptable and what is unacceptable from this company. And it's just, like, the straw that, you know, broke the camel's back. And it's like, yeah. Mario Golf. It should be more. This is a Mario game. I this is Nintendo. Like, it, we should expect more from them. So, they yeah. might have set them. Nintendo <laughs> might have set themselves up for a lot more of this criticism going into the rest of the year, just because they don't have that big title coming out this year. Mm -hmm. We're gonna be yep. getting WarioWare. We're gonna be getting the other Super Mario Party. Um, those are two games ripe for being criticized for these same very things potentially. Um, yeah. It'll be very interesting to see because a lot of their heavy hitters are now next year, if that. So Mario Golf might just be the start of a string of releases that might happen when people are just like, yo, what's what's going on, Nintendo? Like, like there's, yeah. there's too many in a row. Usually they've been able to mask it by here's one yeah. that's kind of like that. But then here's a big hit everyone loves, so we distracted <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. And yeah. this might be it. This might be the string of releases going into the Q3, Q4 end of the year. The people finally say, I, wow, I, I, I don't know I've been so blind to this for so long. But you know what? Yeah. Uh, we, will, we will be back in a little bit uh, to talk about the uh, – you mentioned something about virtual console and being able to replay classics. Um, when we, when we're going to take a break here, and uh, when we return, we're going to have a special guest joining, it, joining me to talk about uh, the recent release of Kazuya in, uh, from Tekken in Smash Brothers. But after Sick. that segment, Huber will be back with us, and we'll be talking about a little bit of Metroid and a, a problem with the Metroid series in terms of if you want to play it, what's going on, Nintendo? Why can't you play it on your Switch? So uh, we'll be back uh, in, uh, in a little bit.
All right, we're back now with special guest Jake James Alugo. How's it going, man? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me here. Hopefully you're doing all right. Hopefully everybody else is doing all right, too. Yeah, always a pleasure to have you on, man. And uh, I'm really excited to have you on because we're going to be talking about the recent edition of Kazuya from Tekken. Uh, yeah. Is it Tekken 7 specifically that he's from? Uh, like, so Here's the thing. No. I am not... Mm-hmm. A Tekken fan. I'm not well versed. <laughs> I know some things about Tekken, but I was mm-hmm. like, I need someone who knows about Tekken. And I got you. You've got I a got background you. here. I was like, dang. Yes. I was like, all right. Oh, by the, I don't know if you could see it. There's my Tekken Seven uh, little statue. I don't know if you could see it there. I know people that got the collector's edition will recognize it. It's Heihachi and Kazuya fighting. Basically. Oh, sick! It's a big, sta- it's a big statue. I wish I could pull it like up in front, but it's basically like Kazuya jumping at Heihachi. So, so yeah. Um, you actually, yeah, so you, you've been a Tekken fan for a while. You've actually yes. done uh, some, uh, you know, actual work with, with Tekken yes. stuff. You were telling mm-hmm. me, I don't know if you, like. Yeah, you... yeah. basically some of the stuff that I've done, uh, one, I was part of the review cycle for Tekken 7. I actually got to go to Bandai Namco's office in, in California and actually go play Tekken 7 on an arcade cabinet with Harada, which was like a whole mm-hmm. other thing. For for anybody that loves Tekken, that's a, that's like epic win. But I also did some guides work with IGN for the IGN wikis about Tekken 7. And I've done a whole bunch of other like review stuff related to Tekken in general, you know, dealing with the DLC and stuff. Um, but I've been a Tekken fan for most of my gaming career. I like ever since tech, technically not since the first Tekken game, but Tekken 2 and 3 on PlayStation and just going from there. Like it, it, with me, I'm such a big fan that I associate the PlayStation just with the smell of pizza, like brick oven pizza, because I used to go to my boy's place in New York. He used to live on top of a brick oven pizzeria, and we used to play Tekken 2 and 3 all the time. Oh, man. So I remember seeing it in arcades, um, and just it being this 3D fighter. I always used to confuse it with Virtua Fighter, like Tekken Virtua Fighter. Mm. I'd see they it from afar, and uh, I just wasn't into that scene, but I remember friends having PlayStation and playing Tekken 2 and 3 yeah. on there, and like seeing, like, oh, this dude's got, like, a lion head, and there's, like, a... Panda or something. I was like, I was like going. I was yeah. like, this is kind of cool, actually. I was like, this is this is fun to play, but never really did a deep dive into it because I was always more Street Fighter, OG Street Fighter, and then Killer. Yeah, two D fighters. Yeah, yeah you were mostly two like D fighters. fighters. And mm-hmm. even then, I wasn't that hardcore into that stuff. But let me ask you this: um, mm-hmm. I feel like each special fighter that's announced as part of these fighter passes, there's always people who are upset and people are super excited. And mm. I'm kind of curious. Obviously, you, it seems like you're pretty excited about them adding. Were you excited they added Kazuya first and foremost? And do you think it was an important addition to have representation from Tekken in Smash Brothers? That's that's kind of complicated, and it's multi-tiered to answer that. Because, number one, I did not expect Kazuya to be okay. added into the game for a couple reasons. Specifically, I thought that they were going to add a Tales of character because it's Bandai Namco. And it made sense to include Lord Irving or Lord Irvine uh, as part of the roster because it's Bandai Namco, but it's also another game that has a legacy with Nintendo being on the GameCube and also on the Wii and obviously all that other stuff. But on top of that too, if it was going to be a Tekken character, I would have never expected Kazuya because everybody thought like PlayStation All-Stars, we would get Heihachi or we would get somebody else. 
which would have made sense because you know how goofy Nintendo could be at times. Yeah. So there's all these other characters they could have pulled from. They could have put Panda and Kuma in there if they really wanted to, which is just a bear and a panda. And that would have just worked and everybody would have gotten <laughs> it. But the reason why they added Kazuya and what makes a lot of sense is because Kazuya is the main character of the Tekken franchise, especially in the first three Tekken games. If you go back way back into the day, either the arcade or PlayStation, and you play Tekken 1, Kazuya is the hero. He's the main character. He's the Ryu of Street Fighter. I mean, not Street Fighter, of uh, Tekken. He's like, what Ryu is to Street Fighter, Kazuya is to Tekken, pretty much. That changed later on as you got to Tekken 3, which they started introducing a Jin Kazuma, who is like pretty much his son. And then that changed and it got a whole muddy like craziness with the story between Kazuya, Hihachi, and Jin, and obviously Jun Kazama. Like it got weird. But re that's the main reason why uh, Kazuya is the main character, or at least the character that we got here in Smash representing Tekken. Kind of like what Terry was representing Fatal Fury. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because Jin's the other name I hear mentioned a lot. And, mm -hmm. and, and obviously Hayachi, like an icon. So I was just, you know, which of those three made the most sense? But I, I mm -hmm. was actually very you know ignorant to the fact that Kazuya was like the hero of the original ones yeah. so, like that makes so much sense to me um and obviously you know and Sakurai presents you know gave all the like Sakurai just does these great deep dives on these oh, series God, and, yeah. and like justifying it's so hard to be like if you're ever upset about a pick it's like watch that 40 minute presentation it's like hard to walk facts. away yeah he comes with a fact sheet like you could tell Sakurai is a huge fighting game fan because not only is he doing breakdowns of like what the characters are he's breaking down a lot of specific mechanics that he's pulling from those games and putting them into smash in clever ways and that's like that's really up there like smash people you y'all gotta really appreciate that because there's a lot of stuff in there man the one time i forget which press sakurai presents it was but he didn't want to get he said i have to stop being so technical about like fight like fighting oh, that might have been terry that might I think be it was because he had to back off and say like, yeah, this isn't what this game is about. I don't want to give people the wrong idea, even though I'm a fan. He said he's kind of a fan of like high tier fighting game, like, you know, play mm. styles like and mechanics. I'm like, dude, this is like this guy he really is, loves like, KOF and, and Fatal yeah. Fury. Yeah, his history is amazing. <laughs> Going back to like you should read some of the background stuff on his early days about his philosophy and research into uh, picking a roster, a base roster, how yeah. difficult he thought it was, and how a lot of fighting games were like not reaching their maximum potential because they weren't, you know, picking the best roster they could, which is kind of like one of the impetus points for, I mean, impetus points, redundant, but impetus for. <laughs> why they went with Smash Brothers and picking Nintendo characters because they thought that would be a great solution. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wish oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say that like you could see that in a lot of classic fighting games that have iconic rosters. You look at Street Fighter. The real big thing about Street Fighter, especially the World Warrior, which is the original 8 to 12 fighters like that, a lot of those are archetypes representing the different countries in, in positive ways, you know, from different things. Like a lot of them are stereotypes from one reason or another, but they become iconic because they're so simple and straightforward and it keeps everything straightforward with the fighting and they just like so stand out to you. You could even say the same thing about Tekken. Technically, there's a lot of different characters in Tekken outside of Kazuya that have like big standout things that just, you know, again, they're simple. They're like straightforward, but like it keeps the focus on the fighting that kind of just like sticks with you. I mean, in Tekken, besides Kazuya, you got Heihachi with his weird hair. You got Kuma and panda which are bears you got yoshimitsu with his like cyber sword and crazy moves and stuff like it just again he sakurai knows what he's talking about like he, he really knows what's up he definitely knows what's up you're right and uh it also translates into the meticulous painstaking detail they uh, the, and the effort they put into translating that character to smash and that's what i wanted to go with this next is asking you about how do you uh, your impressions on kazuya their implementation how do you like how they play you know, versus mm. like, you know, 
do you think they captured enough of their essence? Obviously, you know, from, from yeah. the, their tech and, <clears throat> tech and heritage there. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot like Kazuya is arguably more technical as far as like complicated and the amount of options and tools that he has compared to the other fighters out there. I think <laughs> in all honesty, I think he's more complicated than Terry because he's got a ridiculous amount of moves. Like there's a lot of moves in Tekken and just most like we'll use Tekken 7 as just like the base example because I think that's the most recent rendition that they really pulled from not just with looks, but just like overall feel. There's just so many moves that like you could pull from there, and it's really hard to implement that into the way that Smash Brothers is structured. Because Smash Brothers is a simple fighter, in essence, compared to a lot of these other fighters, especially compared to Tekken. <laughs> the other crazy thing is, is that a lot of the moves choices that he used for certain stuff with Kazuya's move list, it actually makes sense not only staying true to the character with a lot of the stuff that you would emphasize while you're playing Kazuya in a game like Tekken 3 or Tekken 7, etc., but also... A lot of the complex button presses you would get in the Tekken game, they've, they've translated pretty well into the Smash control scheme, with a few exceptions here and there. There's a couple things that I've actually, I think, could be adjusted, and I think that will get patched and updated down the line oh, eventually really? whenever they get a new update because of a couple reasons. So I guess, like, the biggest one I could say is the 10-hit combo. Everybody saw the 10-hit combo. That's a big thing in Tekken. It's very complicated to do in any Tekken game. You know, that you require some skill to do it. They actually have it now in Smash Brothers where you could either repeatedly press A or you could hold down the A button in order to do it and you could get the full string. Here's the problem with this though. At the same time, if you do two button presses on the A button and then you delay your third button press, you get that three hit combo, which is the pow, pow, pow with the punches that Kazuya has. The problem is, though, when you're in a fight and you're actually rapidly test, uh, pressing buttons like so fast and stuff, and you want to do that three-button combo, you'll instead get the 10-hit combo. And that leaves you in a position where not oh. only people could DI out of it, but also like you'll have a different option that you didn't want, and it'll cost you that momentum, at least in that moment, the neutral game. And that's something I feel like is going to get changed because I think that what they should do, personally for me, again, this is just personally for me. I wish that with the rapid button presses, just give you the three hit combo, just like that, plain simple. And if you hold the button instead, give you the full 10 hit string. I feel like that'll make more sense. It'll allow you to do less mistakes. It will actually give you the ability to choose which one you want to do at any given moment. All right. Yeah, that's uh, that sounds like a good solution, actually. Um, mm -hmm. Also represent, you know, that bringing up some of the pitfalls of bringing in a more mechanically heavy fighter into yeah. Smash Brothers, which is a game that... You know, it doesn't really... I mean, obviously, we've had ad additional characters now that clearly have those types of, like, directional inputs and stuff like that. It's it's It doesn't go full that way, but I would, you, as it sounds like, Kazuya's one's gone, like, the furthest, even more than maybe, like, Terry, even. It oh, a lot like. more. Yeah. Honestly, like, the biggest thing is also there's a lot of directional tilts, like, for different inputs mm. that give you a lot of different moves. Also, keep in mind, even Sakurai went into a lot of detail with this in his uh, breakdown of it. The different kind of like dragon punch or like the show uh, you can inputs like that. Those are actually called, I believe they're called neutral neutral inputs or I forgot the exact term for it in Tekken. But it's a special thing where normally you would do your forward, down, and or down. Uh, I think it's your forward, down, and then you try to go to like that down directional input. But there's a space in between there that it's called a neutral like little space there where it allows him to do that little dash forward thing that you see him do so much before he goes to that uppercut. That's like part of his entire game plan with Tekken or at least in a lot of games. But they did it where you just have to do the regular directional input for the dragon punch like that. However, here's the problem. 
there's multiple moves sometimes that are get tied to that, whether it's depending on if you tap the button, if you hold the button down, if you do it a certain way, you get all these different moves and all these different options. The problem is when you're doing all this in the middle of a fight, especially in a multi-man melee, you're going to end up getting moves that you might not want in a given moment, which is the same thing <laughs> I was just saying with the Tanic combo. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, this is also on top of all the directional tilts. If he's actually ducking, if he's in the air, if he's standing in neutral, if he's just tilting forward, like there's a lot of stuff here. And you have to be really, really careful and cautious almost when you're playing Kazuya because otherwise you'll leave yourself open. And Kazuya, if I will say one downside to playing Kazuya is that you're not, you're, you're very vulnerable to getting beat out by a lot of multi-hit attacks that are very quick by a lot of characters, like specifically quick characters like Pikachu, like Lucario, and a few others. But also, because you have so many moves and options available to you, you'll do one thing and it might not work, but you won't have enough speed to recover in time before you get bodied. Dang. Almost feels like... I'm kind of curious. Do you feel like the GameCube controller... I don't know if you played with the GameCube controller. Yeah, I did. I'm assuming. Do you I think did. that's like the best controller to play Kazuya then? Or do you think like maybe <laughs> Honestly, a traditional pad or a fight stick would... Uh, like a gaming... A fighting game pad would be better? Honestly, to be to be totally honest with you, I think that the GameCube controller is fine because I use different control methods. I use the third-party Pro controller, I use the GameCube controller, and I also use the Joy-Cons just to see like how it felt. It's like, you know playing on um, regular portable mode and stuff. And I don't, I really honestly don't think that it really matters no matter what you do because you're going to run into the same problems and stuff. Obviously, I think that most people would agree playing on a GameCube controller is really ideal for Smash Brothers more than anything else. But as far as like, you know, the different types of moves and like just how easy it is to control Kazuya while you're in the middle of a matchup, I really don't think it plays much of a difference. I think that okay. it really comes down to your 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 own personal skills and your way to like, you know, read what's going on in the matchup, especially multi-man melees, but also in your own execution. Okay, that makes sense. Um, how about like the overall presentation of Kazuya, like the, the, the stage, the music, yeah. uh, you oh, know, man. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you about the music is dope. They pulled a lot of great tracks from Tekken like throughout the entire season. Dude, they were even going to the Tekken online free game that they had on PlayStation Network and uh, Xbox Live. Like I, I didn't think that they would go into stuff like that because you you know, again, like they pull most music from like the entirety of the series whenever they implement these characters, but it's still surprising to see like just how deep cut they could get with this. Like even they even went for they not only did Tekken Five music, they went to Tekken Five Dark Resurrection, they went to Tekken Six, Tech Tekken Six uh faded uh I think it's faded I forgot the, the subtitle of it, but it's like the extra version of Tekken Six. Uh what is it? Uh Tekken Seven, then they did Tekken Seven Faded Retribution. Like it's insane. Just the different tracks that they pulled. Thirty nine tracks, some of the best music that's out there in Tekken, like some real iconic tracks from some of those games. There's a few that I wish I would have made it, but again, when you're dealing with so much good music, I mean you gotta do cuts somewhere here and there but there's a lot to choose from not as much as castlevania i think castlevania right now has the most tracks in the game if i'm not oh, mistaken man. but but it's still it's pretty up there for for tekken uh as far as uh the presentation of the stage i think the stage is good the stage is small like especially on the sides i think it's definitely suited well for kazuya and the way that he fights because he has a lot of knockback moves that knock you far into the distance even at lower percentages like they really push you back far so having him in a smaller stage especially on the sides is going to work to his advantage i like the breaking down of the actual uh mishima dojo when you're actually launching characters in there like the whole place just falls apart and then puts itself back together but like when it falls apart like there's a there's a funny charm to it. it's like oh my god he just got like destroyed like sent through the roof or sent through the wall or something that stuff like that is fun uh i will say though 
One thing I am a little bit disappointed in with the stage is the guest character stuff. Because obviously mm. we see Heihachi there, okay? Remember, in the KOF stage, we see multiple characters that actually change from the KOF series that pop up from like Fatal Fury, from Mark of the Wolves, etc. I wish that was done for Tekken. Because here, you can have Heihachi showing up in the Michima Dojo, obviously, because it's the Michima Dojo. What about Jin or Devil Jin? That would be actually really cool to see stuff like that. What about Raven? You know, the ninja that's pretty much hunting Heihachi Mishima or just like, you know, hunting Kazuya at some point. Like, there's options and stuff that they could do there. Okay. You know, I, it would have been really cool because it would have put it on par and put a little bit of a different flavor from what we saw with the KOF stage. But, All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I highly doubt they'd go back and redo that the the, the balance yeah, right. patches sound more likely what you're talking yeah. about earlier with the um let me ask you this uh the real quick to, for the the subtitle was it bloodline rebellion i was trying to look at bloodline rebellion okay there you go. thank yeah. you no, so, actually, actually, i don't know enough because uh there's there's a couple that have like subtitles but also keep in mind there's also a movie a cg movie that ties says, into one a of the year games. later a game received the game received its tekken six tekken six received an update yeah. subtitled bloodride rebellion okay there you Ver- go yeah Ver- both versions saw a limited release in north america sorry exactly going, I found okay. it on wiki but as i said like i'm not the biggest tekken no, you, person you're totally so right because because <laughs> tekken seven after that because again i got it confused before tekken seven faded retribution was the other version mm. of tekken seven that was originally the arcade version only and then they brought it to consoles like that so a lot of lot of subtitles all over the place mm. I will say, like, man, like, even as someone who's not into Tekken and stuff, and this wasn't the one, like, this didn't particularly excite me, excite me. I very much appreciated that, you know, the pick, you know, I, I do think as a Smash, you know, whatever side of the fence you come on, it still has fighting game history, even if you don't think it's yeah. technically a fighting game. And I very much like them trying to represent as much fighting game history in there, especially Tekken. So, like, was blown away by that presentation like same with minecraft i'm not really that minecraft mm. but like the level of the of detail the with steve and the, yeah the replicating that world in there i like i cannot like do Dude, anything but there is there is detail Hats in this kazuya yeah. stage check this out right so in the mishima dojo there's a level of detail in there that is like super meta that i think even sakurai showed it where it's the little like little symbol that actually has oh. a little love symbol there that's actually from the tekken 7 storyline that's Hachi and his wife or his former oh. wife, I should say. That's like super meta. Like you obviously have to play the story to get it and stuff, but like that's a re- that's a deep cut for some people. Like a lot of developers, <laughs> a lot of like publishers would not care about a detail like that, but he put something like that in the game. So I got I gotta respect the level of t- and attention to detail with this stuff. Well, it sounds like it was a just like the other ones, <laughs> a very impressive effort from Sakurai and the team over there. It does Definitely. lead to we have one final thing we have one last guest fighter showing up yeah sakurai this year (laughs) this so yeah there it's due out by this year sakurai reiterated it will come out this year it will be out Mm -hmm. by the end of the year but also gave us a heads up it's not being revealed for a while so my gut thinks game awards again because there's a history with the game awards so december we'll probably get it with the end of december release but two things we're at the end the most obvious thing uh dude (laughs) What, what do you think the final fighter is going to be like? What do you like, what do you think it's going to be, and what would you want to be? This is the last time. This is the okay. last time we're doing yeah. this. Yeah. this. This is the very last one. I think Sakurai is done. Like he's like, yeah. you know what, guys, I'm done after this. I, I'm pretty sure somebody else. Like they're going to continue Smash Brothers more than likely, but it'll probably be taken up by somebody else, or at least they'll continue onward maybe without him. But as far as the characters are concerned, it could be anybody right now at this point. I'll be honest. Who I want, I want Scorpion and Sub Zero because that you know with, with you. a game 
with this game, because it has such a reverence for fighting games specifically, and especially fighting games that have a legacy with Nintendo properties, there's one franchise that hasn't gone shine yet, and that's Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat has a huge legacy with the Super Nintendo, and even now, more recently, remember, they got Mortal Kombat 11 on the Switch. Mm-hmm. So it's possible. I mean, if, if you want to throw that away and say, like, okay, we already got enough fighting games like representation in this game already, I really believe that we're going to get something really unexpected. I mean, there's people that's been talking about Crash Bandicoot, which would make sense, because remember, we got Crash Bandicoot 4 on the Switch not too long ago. There's also the possibility about maybe getting another Final Fantasy 7 character with Tifa, which I think could make sense because keep in mind even though I think there's already way too much Square Enix representation in this game, this is why I can't agree with people that say that Sora is going to be the last character revealed. Mm-hmm. It's because, I mean, there's all the logistics with that in one way mm-hmm. but like just the fact you already got three Square Enix characters already like, it seems like that's already pushing the envelope in some way behind the scenes. But even then, there's all these other things that seem like it'd be a little bit more easier for them to actually get into there. Between Crash, between Rayman, especially with Ubisoft. Because look, they just got another game that's coming soon with Ubisoft and their partnership with that. Like, there's a lot of different avenues they could go with this. But regardless, whoever it is, that presentation they do, that Nintendo Direct or whatever Sakurai presents, is going to be the most watched one out of them all. Hands down. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. For My, real. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you with the Scorpion Sub-Zero. Even if it's just, like, Sub-Zero. If they just want someone who, like, they can yeah. translate into the least violent, you know, because of that game's I, history. I feel, like, I feel like Scorpion is the, the bigger, more popular character, but I could totally see Sub-Zero being a thing. They, yeah, I could see maybe if they had to rework Scorpion's spear to, like, not pierce people, it might yeah. Ang- yeah, upset some longtime fans. Like, what'd you do to him? Whereas Love Series, like, oh, he's just like freezing everyone is normal. Like, nothing changed here or whatever. Just no. You fatality. know what the, the argument against that is, though? The oh, argument yeah. against that is that there's certain characters like Corrin that actually stab characters and hold them in place. So that's a good point. If, you, then, th- if yeah. you think about it, <laughs> that's true. They could they could make it Nintendo friendly <laughs> still. Right? I, I think they can make it work. Uh, I am, but also your counterpoint about like there are a lot of fighting game characters already represented in there, and there's just so many. I mean, we did get pretty much deconfirmations on as you said lloyd because he's a me costume yeah uh Devil, dante Jovican, dante i think dante. was the biggest oh, one that, that i felt that one that would hurt <laughs> uh, uh shantae oh, was uh, I, I never expected yeah. shantae to be an addition just nice to see them represented mm-hmm. as a you know me costume is kind of nice but i mean mm-hmm. as you said crash is another one people have been talking about uh for crazy stuff I, yeah i don't think sora has a chance whatsoever as you said logistical yeah. stuff is just gonna make that not a reality the biggest one I can think of that's left is like Master Chief. They want to go another Xbox character. You want to know why I don't think that'll happen? Because uh, I think yeah, that, I think it again, it makes it makes more sense because Banjo-Kazooie has a legacy with Nintendo. You yeah. know, because it's rare. That makes, that's your Xbox character. Like, that, that's, I never thought that in, in a million years that maybe even people would bring that up because it just seems like such an out there thing. I mean, granted... We never thought that Cloud was going to show up at Smash Brothers, being a PlayStation character, quote unquote, into yeah. something like this. But I feel like that's like something that's just like so random and out there. I mean, there's other characters that, if you really think about it, could have more of a chance than something like that. And again, we, we have no idea. We'll end up probably getting a huge surprise by the time this thing comes out. I honestly, the two for my real answer, it's one <laughs> of two things. I think we're either getting another first party character, and it'll either be another Pokemon. Um, just because we have Arceus coming out in mm-hmm. early next year, also Diamond Pearl remakes coming out, True. I think it would be a, a that would, would suck. I'm not gonna hit. lie, <laughs> I, I would be personally disappointed with that. But like, it's yeah. something they know will get a lot of attention. 
for other first, the only other first party thing I'd like to see, I think it's doubtful just because of the timing. I would love to get another Zelda character, but something from like Breath of the Wild, either a champion mm. or maybe something from Breath of the Wild sequel. The reason I highly doubt that because the sequel. They even revealed a title for that. Yeah, There's right. no yeah, way exactly. they're putting a, they can't put a character <laughs> exactly. in it. No, Sakurai can do a 40 minute deep dive on that character when they don't even have it's a like title. Spoiler for it. guys. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like it's all redacted and stuff. Wow. Uh, and the champions, I think, is like who are you gonna pick? And there's no way they're gonna do all four of them as one character. So mm-hmm. Pokemon's probably the most likely of the bunch if it's first party. If it's third party, the one I think they should do. <laughs> It might not be everyone's, and I, I've had people tell me this. Uh, Ryu Hibasa, Hibasa from. Uh, oh yeah, you know right? something. It's funny uh, you bring from, that up. Uh, yeah, from Ninja Gaiden, from yeah, Koei Tecmo, Gaiden. Team Ninja. It's yeah. funny you bring that up. Funny that you bring that up because there's another character that I could also think that could have a shot. That also, again, has a huge legacy from Nintendo. That's also a fighting game character, Fulgore from Killer Instinct. Because, oh, dude, dude, I'll yes. tell you right now, these are games, <laughs> and 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 also Ryu Hayabusa from Ninja Gaiden also has a legacy with Nintendo because of the NES games. Like, mm-hmm. and also keep in mind. Razor's Edge from Ninja Gaiden 3 like these are characters that I feel like okay this makes sense to me where Sakurai could go to Nintendo or go to the right people that he needs to go to and be like hey can we do this or can we look, at least look into doing this how feasible would that be like those are characters that make sense to me and again like if we, we take away the whole fighting game aspect of it and we just forget like okay we got enough fighting game characters Ryo Hayabusa sounds like it would make a whole lot of sense to me it's just because there's no Koei Tecmo representation yet, and they have such mm-hmm. a close working relationship, especially the Warriors exactly. series, the Musou series. It's like, man, they uh, Sakurai seems like the type who would like want. Like, I feel like if it doesn't happen, it was something Sakurai probably fought for but got shut down maybe by higher ups. So maybe, yeah. I mean, we'll, it, it, it's something also that if that did happen, there would be it would be a really cool reveal because keep in mind you get those Ninja Gaiden like cutscenes from like the NES that'll be almost similar to what they did with Terry like that mm. but also like imagine if it instead of it's his more instead of the more recent interpretation of Rio Hayabusa you go with that old school Rio Hayabusa kind of like what they did with uh, Simon and, and uh, Richter yeah. from Castlevania like again it just it seems like there's a lot of potential for stuff like that I think either like Rio being that would be pretty hype like, I, I know some people might be down on that but I think don't sleep on it. I think it would be a really big deal. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. you just bring up Fulgore. Like, I never, ever thought about a Killer Dude, Instinct character, and it makes I can, so I much can hear, sense. I can hear Maximilian right now just be like, oh, my God. Like, like just that reveal. I love, I love KI-1. It's like Dude, one of my fighting games. Again, because yeah. KI, keep in mind, for anybody that doesn't know, KI was originally developed for the Nintendo 64 like that and it was going to be a big deal and then obviously the stuff with the arcades but that's another franchise again with you know even though it's made by xbox that could also be a cool addition to it if you want that other xbox character besides someone like master chief that has no connection to nintendo whatsoever which would be dope <laughs> i'll tell you right now i could hear max like during that reveal trailer if they like show it like they're like oh my god we're getting killeristic like it just writes itself it'd just be insane <laughs> Ooh, but yeah I, I, I think, yeah, Game Awards is probably the most likely time. <laughs> and one more. Like yeah. One last hoorah. And uh, Sakurai, you have definitely earned your, your long-deserved vacation break. Whatever you want to do after this, uh, let the man do what he wants. Yeah, right. If he doesn't right. want to come He's back done. to Smash, don't let him, like, <laughs> let him do what he wants. Oh, um, my God. But you know something? This also brings up another thing. Like, if we end up and we probably will get another Smash game after this, I mean, where do you go from here? Because like this, this bar is like set so high at this point, it's ridiculous. It's come up a few times in the past. Um, obviously, even by Sakurai's on a mission, you're never getting a roster like this again. So you got to oh, yeah. keep X. Ex- I think they have to a go smaller, tighter for initial release. 
Um, I, I think they need to maybe just go crazy and come up with a new concept for Smash Brothers. Um, get like, and as he said, a new director in there, a new direction for the series, and start over like a like a soft yeah. reboot and try something crazy, try something different, see if it works. Because if Sakurai is not coming back, man, like don't try, like you can't surpass this. Like that's not, and even just bring everything back, people I think will be burnt out if it's more of the same. Like you should have geared everyone up for like this being like a plat, like Smash is a platform, which is the argument yeah, some people exactly. made, but they're not mm-hmm. doing that now, which people think it's crazy. But if you're not going that route, I think you need to start over. I think you need to start with something fresh. Yeah, because you can't you can't reuse these a lot of these characters again. Like straight yeah. up, I'm pretty sure like some of these are one and done, and then it's a wrap. So you either have to change up your entire roster like that, or do like what you said, go smaller, tighter, go more kind of like the maybe the Smash Melee rope because that had a lot of characters, but it still had like you know <laughs> a good roundabout way like of different types of characters that still felt plentiful, even though it wasn't as big as this one. Yeah. Well. Oof. We will see. We, we, the time's ticking. You know, we only got we, we got so much time left in the year. We are entering July yeah. now, and uh, gives them only six more months. And uh, what a ride it has been with Smash Brothers. But uh, oh yeah, I want to thank you for joining me, Jake James, to talk about some uh, some tech in history and some Kazia and <laughs> Smash impressions. Um, of course. Before uh, before we take a break here uh, and switch over, switch gears, I uh, want to let our audience know where they could. Uh, follow you catch more of your stuff if they're interested yeah sure again i do a lot of different stuff i have my youtube channel youtube.com slash gamers with games channel i upload new videos every single week highly edited highly produced video reviews let's plays unboxings today i even just put up my unboxing of the kingdom hearts ultimania book that just came out yesterday guys could check that out i'm live on twitch every once in a while twitch.tv slash gamers with games and also i'm on twitter at twitter.com slash jake james lugo just follow me on there come say hi and see what's up because i'm always posting about this stuff all the time Always a pleasure to have you on, man. Thank you. And uh, we will be right back. Michael Huber will be joining us again, so uh, stick around. Well, welcome back, Huber, for our final segment of this episode of Friend Code. Um, We're going to be getting into a topic. Uh, So this was an article... What are you doing, Huber? A niche. <laughs> We're going to do an Yeah, we got an itch here. <laughs> this is a serious problem. We got we to gotta talk about this on Friend Code. Um, <laughs> I think I got a bug bite. Uh, dude, yeah. yeah. I've got one on my leg right now, and it's not fun. Yeah. But hey, it's the heat, no, it's summertime, and uh, <laughs> bugs are out in force. Kill them all. Was it? I said, kill them all. Oh, for Plano Series, and I said, kill them all. <laughs> there you go. So good. Oh. All right, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I think I forget if you shared it with me, the link, or someone linked it, but uh, you, I, I swear you brought it up, and I was like, hmm. you know what? This is a chance for you to talk about it. it originally, it was, a, it was a Kotaku article talking about uh, the difficulty in people trying to go back and play the older entries in the Metroid series, given the recent announcement of Metroid Dread uh, and the in development, uh, still in development, Metroid Prime Four, um, which still wiles away, you know, while way out. But October is when Dread's coming out, and it's being called Metroid Five. So naturally, people are like, "Where's Metroid One through Four? I want to go play yeah. those." And it's like, "Let me let boot me up my, let me boot up your Switch Huber, and uh, I'm sure you've tried to do that, and you've run into a problem, haven't you, when you try and play?" All those games on your Switch, right? They're not there, Damian. 
That's right. In fact, unless you play for the online <laughs> subscription, you don't get access to any. You can't even just buy standalone any of the games. You got to be mm. a paying member of the Nintendo online subscription to get access to NES and SNES online catalog, which does have Super Metroid, which does have the original NES Metroid. But mm-hmm. you are missing a bulk of the games. Yeah. And uh, Huber, you think that's unacceptable, man. You, you are like ready to go off on this. I am passionate about having your back catalogs accessible, you know? And I know this is such a complicated issue. There's a lot going on behind the scenes. There's development costs, you know? It, 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 you, it costs money. It costs, t- it costs time to, like, put these on. Um, and I'm not saying they need to be free or anything. I'm just saying give me the access to buy your old games so I can go through your history. And with Nintendo, it's a little different because I feel like they're protective of their brands more than more than most. You know, Disney levels of protection, Nintendo vaulting content almost, it feels like. Um, but it's just, you know, add it to the list, dude. Add it to the freaking list of Nintendo. Like, it's one thing for, you know, I mean... Insomniac has been purchased by Sony now, but like, it's one thing for a third party's backlog and back catalog to not be on a system, but uh, the Nintendo console should have Nintendo games. Like, what the hell? I feel like what the hell? Yeah, the back catalog thing (laughs) is becoming a problem. I think with everyone except almost Microsoft. That dude, Microsoft leading the charge. Shout out! Yeah, shout out Microsoft. They've been, you know, it's just to like add another. It's like not even fair. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's so, not even fair to anyone else because they're crushing yeah. the competition, like stepping on them. Yeah, I feel <laughs> so bad because, like, up to PS3, I love Sony with their backwards compatible, or at least having stuff yeah, digital, like the, PS1, PS2 exactly. games. And Play those on Vita, dude. Resident Evil 2 on Vita, like Metal Gear Solid on Vita, just, just gone, right there, yeah. seven bucks, eight bucks. Just gone by the wayside with them, uh, and yeah. it's like a little disappointing. Um, and in fact. Yeah, go ahead. go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. That was a skate. Yeah, and, and same thing with Switch. That's all. Like you know, like Nintendo, just like having a virtual console service up until now, and then ditching it. And it's like, here are these catalogs, but like you're missing so much. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. Especially because Virtual Console was so good about it. That's why I'm more upset right now than than I would normally be, Damiani, because it feels like, oh, you charged me four hundred dollars to upgrade or three hundred, four hundred bucks to to, you know upgrade to the new nintendo console replacing the old one and it has less options less games like what let me play those virtual console games uh even today damiani a separate issue sony right just had ratchet and clank rift apart yeah and and that whole franchise is basically held hostage on you know it's in ps3 jail uh, if you count the the remaster and and a crack in time and so on and so forth, and someone in Twitch chat said, "Hey Huber, you know I just played Rift Apart. Like I'm getting into the series. I just played the 2016 version, and now I'm playing Going Commando." I was like, "Oh, like did you did you get it on PS3 or how are you doing that?" They said, "No, emulating, <laughs> forcing 
consumers to go outside of the law to emulate your game to be able to play it because it's not just there for purchase. And I know it's a complicated issue. I know there's licensing and development costs and a whole, you know, and old games on new systems and compatibility and all that. I know. But the option would be nice. And of course, you know, reining this back onto Nintendo, the fact that Virtual Console was so good about it, was excellent about it, I would say. And now that's just in the past. So that's uh, unacceptable. I was <laughs> specifically related to Metroid. I was like curious. I was like, man, it felt like forever we had access to playing all these games so easily. So I got my yeah. I got my three D S here. And I nice. know one of these games was not available to everyone. If you were an early adopter of 3DS, you were part of an ambassador program where you got some free games. And, That's uh, pretty cool. Yeah. And so on my 3DS, I have access to Metroid, <laughs> Metroid 2, and Metroid Fusion on here. Um, nice. And I was like, Metroid 2 is interesting because this is the only place you can play Metroid Two on for the virtual console because it actually wasn't on Wii U. Wii U didn't have a so Game like, Boy. They had Game Boy Advance, but not Game Boy games whoa. on uh, uh, on there. At least Metroid Two wasn't released on there. Sorry. Um, yeah. But on my but here's the thing. I I forgot to check if Zero Mission was on here. But uh, the thing is, they're available. This game. Uh, Fusion and Zero Mission are available on the Wii U Virtual Console for for the GBA selection. Wii U, make me get as is as is Metroid, as is Super, as is Super Metroid, as is Super Metroid. Also, you could have got the Prime Trilogy uh, digitally or uh, or the physical version of it, which play which plays on Wii U either through disc or digital, and then a copy of Metroid Other M for Wii will run on Wii U. So. A good portion of the mainline games were playable uh, if you had a Wii U, and if you associated yeah. the 3DS, it's like you, the, we 3DS and Wii U were the Nintendo family for last gen. If you had these, yeah. you should be like you, having access to every version of a Metroid game except the spinoffs. It's like that feels acceptable. Now that Switch mm-hmm. is the only one, it's a little that feels weird above that, and beyond even. Yeah, the only ones we don't have are like the the, the pinball hunters and. Uh, uh, Federation Force, and then uh, yeah. and, and sorry, Samus Returns did come out. Three S is a brand new game as well, so it's like mm-hmm. it feels there. it feels so bad to not have uh, some of these games. Like I, I yeah. understand, like, it pisses me off. Dude. Honestly, I'm pissed. The more I'm talking about it, I'm pissed. Yeah. You know, Nintendo. So many humans out there grew up with that. Grew up with Nintendo games, and it's like. Just let me access them, dude. Let me access my nostalgia. Let me access my youth, my history, my memories. Let me relive some of these games that I used to sit on the living room floor and play with my brother. Like, I'm not asking for you to give them to me. I'm asking that you let me buy them. Uh, And again, just to really drive home that point, like you're saying, Wii U and 3DS, just having so much access to now nothing. It's almost like they're just going Disney style and they're just so protective and they're just going to re-release for exorbitant prices i mean we had the super nes mini and the nes mini and that felt like it was uh you know the 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 fever for that was 10 times higher than it should have been because of no virtual console you know 
Like, if there were other ways to access those, those games, those things wouldn't have been such a big deal. And they even treated it as some Disney crap where it was like, yo, limited thing, all right, it's gone forever, sorry. It's just like, what the hell, dude? Uh, I mean, playing on the real controller <laughs> stuff, but I mean, even that they've released, those things work on other, you know, they, they, can, they can work on other uh, Switch or whatever. They, they're, like, compatible. Um, mm -hmm. I was going to say the, the, sorry, I lost my thought for a second, but I just regained it. The thing is, Switch allows you to play almost anything, and if you buy it on the e on their shop, there are, there's Castlevania Collection, which has Game Boy Castlevania game on there, in, yeah. in, that, in that Legacy Collection. Uh, so it's clear that the Switch can run that stuff, you know, being even if it's emulated. So it's like, why not put this is the perfect? If there's ever something that needed it, this is the one that needs like a Metroid Collection, a Metroid Anniversary Edition for the 35th yeah. anniversary of Metroid. Put it out there as, you know, Metroid, especially Metroid 2's Return of Samus, the G Game Boy one. Nintendo not including the OG versions in their remakes, remasters, is the most perplexing yeah, thing. Right. It seems like it's a jolly bonus that I feel yeah. like some other, other companies. I don't know if other companies have done this, but it feels like every company should do this. So, like, Link's Awakening in 2019 absolutely should have had the original Link's Awakening included as a bonus when you beat the game or something. They didn't do that. Samus Returns 2017 should have been in there to, like, compare. Didn't include the original version. It's like, Why? Metal Gear, Metal Gear is the one that did that. Metal Gear HD Collection did this by including like the older games as a bonus, but man, uh, and there's some games like Halo let you toggle between the old and new yep. graphics. Like, I mean, that would have been something else to do something like in Link's Awakening, do something like that. Even I mean, Alex yeah. Kidd just came out. Alex Kidd has that. I just <laughs> think, yeah, Nintendo get the they get let off the hook a little too much when it comes to to this. When it comes to their yeah. re-releasing of games, to their vaulting of games, which has been going on for a while, and Metroid in particular, they've not treated very well over the years. And mm. even like the trilogy, Metroid Prime trilogy, it's like even if the HD version doesn't exist, it was always a rumor. Man, just, mm -hmm. like, porting it. Let's do a basic port job. Like, force people to have to use motion controls. Like, fine, don't port it to be anything other than that. Like, I think people would still even accept that. Like, fine, totally. I will buy a normal Switch with Joy-Cons to play that collection again on Switch. Totally. Or I have the normal Switch with Joy-Cons. I'm totally fine playing because you mentioned Prime 3. But yeah. they don't even offer that. It's like... Like there's no it's back just a catalog. Letdown. Yeah, it's there's no depressing. no back catalog of Wii games, of Wii U games. Like I honestly, mm -hmm. obviously, they've been upgrading those games with the Wii, especially the Wii U. But this just seems like they're probably waiting yeah. for the opportune moment, as Captain Jack Sparrow would say. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 they're just out of touch, you know. Like PS4 went through this, like not being able to play PS3 games. You know, it, it's a bummer, dude. People want to play their old games. They want to bring them forward, like. I don't know, man. I don't know what's gonna. I don't know what's gonna change. But do you think? Do you think they're worried that by having access to the older ones, it'll somehow lessen the sales for a new one? That's where my head was with Ratchet and Clank. It was like, okay, maybe they didn't have a collection ready to go because they really wanted Rift Apart to be the one to sell. Life is Strange: True Colors is coming out before of almost a full month before, before the remasters the remasters so yeah. it's like do they want to make sure the new one gets the sales and then re-release i don't know maybe in that case that one's a little bit newer that could potentially be it 
Um, I generally don't think so. I think Nintendo's mindset is as simple as this. If your game is, if these older games are just, they probably saw from virtual console data. People just weren't buying them in high volumes. They sold, but like, they, they probably saw when they were made into Good a tentpole point. event, a special limited run, those sales skyrocketed. So they saw the value of gatekeeping these types of older releases. Oh, that and, and that's what they're doing. I think... I wouldn't be so... It's horrible. I don't like it. I would not be so pissed off by that strategy if all of my purchases from, like, at least the Wii U era and 3DS era carried on. Once they did the unified Nintendo accounts system, and they've been, like, mm -hmm. merging those ever since, like, redoing them and, like, changing, like, my Nintendo, stuff like that. If they just let your purchases carry over and still be accessible on newer systems, like that double, triple, quadruple dipping is on top of the vaulting, yeah. is what really it like pisses me off. That, yeah. That's what just get ready for those me. Switch Pro prices. <laughs> yeah. But it's just it's just unfortunate. You're dip. right. I mean, Metro. I like all the yeah, all the big series. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me, honey. It feels. I don't want to sound like entitled, you know, because I'm at I'm all, I feel like I'm always at risk of sounding entitled by demanding like re-releasing old games or making them accessible, you know. And I I just want to make sure that everyone understands. Like I know this there's a lot behind the scenes, money, time, investment. Like if you really want to play those old games, like you gotta find a way. But I think just what really sticks sticks at home with me with nintendo specifically is the nostalgia obviously you know the legacy and the fact that just we and we you of all systems had better support like if this is your new console like what are you doing this is your this is your current console and it just feels like it's getting left in the dust like especially now that ps5 and series x are out and like 3080 ti's like oh my god some of these games look not good. Like, even Ben in uh, Slack was just like, yo, this Monster Hunter uh, uh, Stories 2, 2 demo, like, yo, I think this needs a Switch Pro, this, uh, this game. And it, yeah, just... I understand that there's exclusive connectivity between that and Rise for bonus content, but that game, Play that, on PC. Uh, that as well as Rise, yeah. is slated to come out on PC, and it, if people just get enough word of mouth that goes around there, but like this just runs horrible on Switch, it's mm -hmm. just some people just opt to wait. So I mean that that's also a concern. I mean, but whether or not Switch yeah. Pro hits this year, and maybe that Monster Stories will like, hey, Switch Pro is coming out in September. So if you just wait a month and a half after Monster Stories 2's release, it's gonna mm -hmm. have a Switch Pro update patch or whatever, blah blah blah, something like that. But if it's not till next year, it's like, who knows? I I mean. Yeah, trying to guess what's in the mind of Nintendo sometimes is, you know, it's just futility, less than futility. Yeah. Like you go insane sometimes trying to, like, understand what that, <laughs> what they're doing. But, Haber, I really do believe their, 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 their approach with these classic games is just shifted to let's make them as easily available to know. Let's, we will make them easy, easily available at certain, in certain windows, 
but it's one yeah. you're going to dance to our tune because it's going to generate a lot of buzz and sales and it worked mm-hmm. super mario 3d all-stars one like what, what the best-selling title in the month that came out or close to the top of it i don't know how the fire emblem uh sales were for that uh, the old one that they localized but i bet they're higher than if they just released it at some random point and said it's out forever you know by forcing it to be a limited run thing and I bet you're so right, dude. I fell victim to that Mario 3D All. I haven't even opened it, dude. But I bought it because I felt like I had to. Ah, uh, there you go. I feel like this is my chance. I better buy this. I it's legit unopened behind me, Damiani. Oh my god, I forgot about that. But then they turn around and like something like Skyward Sword HD is like, so far as we know, is permanent. It's like that. I, I, it's just sometimes you know. But that's like a remaster. I feel like that's not like a classic release, but classic yeah. ones i feel are the most susceptible to being limited yep. run events that are vaulted yeah sadly but who knows maybe maybe there's a metroid direct coming up where they're gonna announce maybe the switch classics. pro will be just like yo new infrastructure online virtual console let's go achievements unlocked you let's wish. do it <laughs> it's nice to be hopeful. <laughs> always, always. I just want Zero Mission and uh, and Fusion. I think to be available again, just because Zero yeah. Mission is viewed as one of like potentially the best two D entries, and Fusion is going to be pretty important to people to play for Metroid Dread. If it was a game yeah. that took place right before it, so it's like, wait a second. Uh, That's my last question, Damiani. Like, don't they want people to be invested in their own franchises? Like, I'm always confused why they don't release the older games leading up. I know I was saying sales earlier, maybe, but, like, I want to play some Metroids leading up to Dread, <sighs> dude. Let's go. Honestly, I'm just going to tell you this. I think they just, God. their the Metroid canon is not one of their priorities. Yeah, they don't even give a shit. Like, I think they're, they're they know most people play those games for yeah. the design for Metroidvania experience. And uh, they don't really need, like, the in-game atmosphere is what sells it. Not, yeah. oh, this is that character yeah. from 3 games. That's Adam yeah. or whatever. Like, But not-, not even the lore, Damiani. I just want to feel the Metroid vibes as it gets closer. And it's like. They're just going to tell you. Go subscribe to SNS Online and go play Super Metroid right now. It's available on Switch. There it is. Or go play Metroid And those go away, one. right? No, those are still, unless you stop paying. But, like, once they add one to that, it's there. Yeah, uh, they don't. They don't like remove anything. Metroid. Not only uh, the NES Metroid only has one entry. They have the SP one special, which are like it's a save state with a bunch of things unlocked near either at the beginning or near the end, so they're like hmm. easier for people to play through. So it actually got two editions released there, and then Super Metroid is on there normally. They, I don't think they did any SP editions for the Super got Nintendo it. stuff, but yeah, uh, Zero Mission and Fusion kind of stings. And then obviously the Prime Trilogy, just because they're like, like especially ones like viewed yeah. as a pinnacle, and just not having yeah. a, uh, it was playable up to the Wii U, but now like that line has been cut so far. So, yeah. it, it that is feels no kind work. of manipulative too, Damiani. Now that you mention it, just I forgot to mention the online, you know, losing access to those games as soon as you unsubscribe. It's just another way they hold you hostage with their with the nostalgia. If you want to play Metroid. Pay us monthly, you know. Be a subscriber. Hey, like, dude, let me just buy the damn game. So I got my 3ds right here, and I can just go Metroid go. games. Yep. Super Nintendo. Metroid and bam. Bust out the cart. Bam! It is. It's just on there. I just. I just own it. 
And uh, look at that. I'm just like, right Isn't there. That nice? Just playing some Metroid right now. There it is. Man. You own it. Don't have to worry about. This thing was like closed for years. I just opened it. And I was like, yeah. dude. Actually, I was That's like so... getting really nostalgic when I opened the 3DS. I was like, man, there's some like the themes and like the 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 OS theme and stuff. Like they change. Mm. And I don't know. There's something about the 3DS interface and even the DS before it, but like 3DS specifically that I kind of miss about Pretty it. Iconic. Yeah, like the Street Pass stuff. I think that's still the biggest missed opportunity for the Switch is not having a similar thing, totally. a similar system. So I want to encourage people to take their Switches on the go more, and like especially Switch Lite should have been the perfect time to launch that service because like I'm taking it, I'm passing by people, I'm engaging with people. It's social. It's like yeah. I. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm happy with a lot of the games that have come out on Switch, but at the same time, from functionality standpoint of the hardware, I'm a little... Two steps forward, one step I'm back. a little let down by how bare bones the Switch really is. Uh, yep. I will say the only thing that's nice is the, the rewind function in the emulator for NES and SNES. Mm-hmm. doesn't exist on this platform. has yeah. save states and everything, but it's like, oh, there's no rewind. That That's pretty good. But other than that, it's like hard to point to something that's just like... Yeah way better than than that so yeah yeah nintendo maybe uh maybe just bad optics yeah like blizzard you know it's just all it's all just optics it's fine blizzard and nintendo going down microsoft going up sony is just like battling the waves (laughs) i mean but at the end of the day like like bloodworth always says every time i bring this up bloodworth goes (laughs) nintendo though Selling, selling like hotcakes. Why does up. anything need to change? I mean, that's yeah, the point you made. I mean, several people have made that point. And again, just yep. from optics thing, Huber, you say all this stuff, but they're just gonna go laughing all the way to the social yeah. media bank saying Breath of the Wild sequel the beat out Elden Ring for hype and yep. discussion. It's like, yep. oh, Elden Ring, huh? Breath of the Wild two, we got this. Like, you should be fearful, Halo Infinite. You should be fearful, Horizon. You should be thanking us for not releasing this game in 2021. We're saving it for next year to kill all your other killer apps next year. It's like, you better get those games out this year because yeah. I, I, like it's like forget like anything else. Clear the way for Breath of the Wild sequel. It's like unless you're Fortnite, High expectations, yeah, unless though. you're Fortnite man or you know Minecraft or something of that caliber, get out of the way. It's like, geez. You know, <laughs> hey, fair or unfair? At this point, anything less than a ten out of ten for Breath of the Wild two is a letdown. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry. But Huber, what coming if- off Breath of the Wild one, how long it's been? Like the hype they give, dude. Uh, what if they have an open world, open sky, and open ground? It's three oh. different layers to an open world never done before. Sounds that's, like a ten in the making to it's me. It's like it's like you like you can't. No one can even justify giving that less than a ten, even for bugs <laughs> and stuff. Nothing was. This is like the GTA three, like when GTA three came out. Like this is such a technical achievement. How could you dock this for anything? So ambitious. Nothing even comes close to this. Dude, Bad Guardian come, no. Dungeons. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that's going to do it for, for this episode, though. Uh, thank you, Huber, for joining me for uh, those those two topics we talked about. Thank you to all Nintendo. our... Nintendo. One- oh, shit. I did have a patron question, actually. Wait, wait, wait. Oh! wait one patron question I forgot to ask you. And it's yes. about Breath of the Wall 2, because it was the segue nice. for this. Because I knew we'd eventually get into Breath of the Wall 2. It's really quick. Uh, it's from Raul. Do you think that Lothwings or any other type of flying mount will be in Breath of the Wild 2? Love and respect. 
flying mounts in Breath of the Wild. With fly now that we're in the sky, man. Yes. I think 100%. But, but, it's not going to be straightforward. There's gonna be something about it. Not, okay. you know, like how they do like weapon degradation and shit. <laughs> you can only fly to certain parts till you upgrade or, the ship. <laughs> yeah, or like you gotta build your bond with it or something. There's gonna be maybe something. I don't know. Okay. I just don't think it's gonna be as simple as like, here's your mount. You can fly everywhere. Gotcha. I can't imagine that. I, but I do think there will be flying mounts. All right. <laughs> all right. What do you think, Tony? I think yeah, hundred percent. Even before we yeah. knew about the sky, I thought the <laughs> okay. I thought the first game, one of its final <laughs> rewards should have been like hundred percent, or getting all of something should have been a flying mount. Would have mm, just been perfect in the first game. This game, it, like I, it'll be like that's docking a point if there's no flying mount in this. <laughs> that, that's grounds there for docking a the ten, point. Yeah, <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> oh man, dude, I hope there's like some sick drill thing dude you want to talk about going underground dude <laughs> imagine like jumping off a mount and like drilling into the ground or something. <laughs> okay just get one of those uh ninja turtle things where they're called the drill down it's like a tech like ganon's techno drums down there anyone anytime anyone talks shit on super mario galaxy 2 i think of the drill mechanic the drill power up and i'm, I'm just like yo i don't trust you anyone who does like <laughs> galaxy me. 2 i don't trust you if you don't like galaxy you. 2 it's a good yeah. it's a good mechanic a good power up sorry and i like galaxy yeah. 2 a lot thank you to everybody who submitted questions for us for this episode of friend code if you'd like to submit a question for consideration for next episode or future episode of friend code you gotta be a five dollar patron make that post call in for your questions be on the lookout for that we also got some shout outs for the month of June. We are right at the last day of June 2021. Uh, Shoutouts Elthanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Caleb Togi Crawford, Edsgar Soma Spider So What, Ezdokal, Nick Blue, and Jesse Blue. Shout out. Shout out. Thank you so much. Huber, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Sorry, everyone, this is coming late. Uh, had some things happen this weekend. Actually, we're supposed to record with a guest. Uh, they couldn't fill in. Um, I tried to find other guests on short notice. Just didn't work out. I had a very specific topic and uh, just wasn't working out with the timing. Um, and then I actually got sick. Uh, uh, pink eye. I got pink eye. I didn't get anything catch oh. or anything. I just got pink eye and had to get over that for like two days. And then, like I, I didn't want to like shoot any earlier when my eye looked terrible. So we pretty much were forced to. And your power was out today. Yeah. We had, uh, <laughs> we had the water heater go bad on us and yeah. a whole bunch of stuff that happened last night during the group stream that freaked me the hell out the whole time i was like nervous Chaos. gonna have a, about to have a heart attack and <laughs> they come like yeah they still gotta replace some stuff so it's not bad it was all outside so thankfully that was it but like when they installed it they had to turn off the power out there just so because it's still wet and they're working in the work closet and there's like wiring in the walls so i was like you can't mess with that anyway with and with our regular schedule of stuff, it was like Wednesday ended up being the first day we could shoot all this stuff. So, thank you for your patience and stuff. Uh, um, hopefully, you're watching this Wednesday night. I'm gonna as soon as we finish this up, I'm gonna rush to get this out the door. Uh, if not, if it's going up Thursday morning, thank you for your patience and understanding. GD. But until next time, everybody, may the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. <laughs>